Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, students. Welcome to LTLN 101, your class for the 2022 fall spring semester. I will be your professor, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and I guess my professor's assistant, Kevin Costello. How's it going, my friend? Good. I'm skipping class on a Monday, so... You prick! <laughs> no school today, but I am doing good because racing is back, and man... What a weekend we had. What a weekend we're going wow, to have. Yeah. All, all feels right in the world. Dude, I think sticking with the um, with the school lesson is the fact that uh, Austin Centric kind of schooled the field a little bit there at the end. Penske, the Penske train worked for once in its life. It, it It's all because we got rid of one factor. Well, two factors, I guess, in the race. Yeah. I, we, we, dude, I, like, I can't believe Austin Centric is a Daytona 500 champion. Like, I can't it, believe that. I'm not going to say it doesn't feel real, but I'm like, when he won, I was like, even when he was leading on the last lap, I was like, I don't see this guy as winning this race. I, like, you nothing like, against him. I was just like, he's been there. He hasn't, like, led laps. I mean, but he's always up there, and, like, good for him. And then, sure enough, I mean, he's he's 23, man. He's younger than you, and he's a 500 win. What have you done with your life? I mean, dude, he uh, he's younger than me when I created this podcast. Like, Fuck. He, I know, dude. He, <laughs> he, and he's what is this? His seventh career cup race because he did a couple last year. Seventh or really, eighth, yeah. Didn't really show me anything that made me feel like, okay, yeah, this guy's gonna win a race. But you know, I, I feel like I, I owe an apology because I'm pretty sure I put him outside of the um, cup playoffs when yeah, we started I, I the, the season preview. Yeah, you have him in. Yeah, I had him out and. I'm a little embarrassed about it because, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, he's probably not going to win a race. Dude wins the first race of the season. <laughs> and, I, you know, barring 17 winners is is locked in the uh, the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, happy birthday, Roger Penske, on that one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's crazy how your birthday always seems to fall in the Daytona 500. Weird how dates work. Um, yeah. But I just, the Penske train worked. And, I mean, getting rid of Brad Keselowski, or Brad Keselowski leaving, let me put it that way. You know, he was still up there with Roush, but I mean, looked like he was seeing demons. <laughs> yeah, definitely was not the finest uh, race for, for Brad Kay. I mean, man, man's who doesn't lift proceeded not to lift. So, yeah, yeah, yeah he and, and Joey Logano wasn't up there either to cause any chaos, at least for a minute. You know, he he got involved in that uh, last caution, I believe. Or second to last caution, second to last second caution. Second to last, third to yeah. last, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. got him out of the, out of the way too, which which kind of kept it a little cleaner, I guess. Even though we we kind of wrecked the field like twice. Mm-hmm. Really, really tough hits too. Um, I will say, with the finish of that race, and I wanted to bring it up now before I did. If you listen back to last episode's uh, discussion on the over under on cautions, I said seven and a half. Take the under. I think we'll get a bunch of late cautions, but I think it'll be under seven and a half. And Lordy, did we end at seven and then a wreck after the checkered flag, but the caution did not count. So my under cash. That's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so maybe we are on to something on this podcast. 
<laughs> that should oh, be the man. 101, just the, the prop bets that we have. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to some this weekend for Auto Club for sure. If they got mm-hmm. anything up, um, I'll I'll go ahead and take a peek. But um, yeah, I want to talk about um, you know, the finish and everything was great. We almost had a Bubba Wallace Daytona 500, but I want to go quickly to these cars. How do you think these cars held up? Because there's there was something uh, with that um, with that early crash that that really concerned me. A couple early things in the first stage that really concerned me. And I think we should just start off with saying I, I don't understand why Harrison Burton blew over so easily. Yeah, watching the replay, it was like, okay, he would have flipped by now. Okay, no, he didn't flip, and then he just launches, and you're like, oh, okay, that's not yeah. good. So he he had already decelerated like a decent amount. Yeah. It's not like he was going 190. He was probably going 150-ish at that point. Oh, yeah, much slower, yeah. It was really concerning. And and when the car flipped over, you can just see that it's a completely flat underbody, which is just Mm -hmm. like, you have a diffuser, you have a flat underbody. It's a recipe for these cars getting in the air. And the the flaps did nothing. Yeah, that quite literally, the flat underbody quite literally acts as lift when it goes sideways. Um, so like, I, I mean, if that's the philosophy, we're in for some, some gnarly wrecks in the, uh, upcoming future. I will say we did get lucky or Harrison Burton got lucky, should I say, because the way Bowman hit him while he was like, I don't know if he was sideways or upside down at that point, but like, had he not hit him, I think Burton would have barrel rolled. Um, he, yeah, I mean, there was a good chance. He, the way it landed on the tires looked like it yeah. was trying to trying to do a little bit of a flip, but it was kind of like Logano's um, blow over at uh, Talladega last exactly. year. Where it, it bounced a little and figured itself out. So like the center of gravity was at least good with that. But mm-hmm. it still concerns me the fact how easily he got in the air. And for the rest of the race, every time someone spun, I was cringing because I was yeah. expecting them to flip, especially the one of those trialable wrecks. I want to say it was Gragson's. Oh, I was, I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting Gragson oh, yeah. to just get a little bit of air and then get hit again and, and just fucking blade blade into a catch fence or something. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah, uh, we, we only one catch fence. Yeah, only on one the, catch fence. Which we'll wow, get yeah. into later. Although the Cup Series is really trying. Um, we'll we'll get into that later, but um. Yeah, I mean, so, and the thing is, like, we were talking about this, we completely glossed over the fact that, like, Byron hit that wall a ton on the inside, and the car did crumble the way it was supposed to. We saw two ma- or three massive wrecks where, yeah. like, a car hit the wall really hard, and I think, for the most part, minus <laughs> whatever the hell Ricky Stenhouse is using as a Hans device, everyone seemed to be okay from the wrecks. Yeah, I saw that. That was you, yeah. You saw the photo. Yeah, like, that I, looked violent as hell, man. I don't know the specifics of the car, but from the little physics classes I have taken, I want to say that the cars probably have a lower center of gravity. I would think so too. Yeah, because I've seen more wrecks this weekend where the car like spins more. Like Logano Thursday night, like he probably did five, you know, full one eighties. Or three sixties uh, after getting hit, and then there was a couple others like David Reagan on the last lap, like clobbered the wall and just kept spinning and spinning. And I don't, I think that's some uh, a product of lower center of gravity, which is a good thing because the energy gets dissipated. But then that also worries me. It's like that secondary hit, like that's a lot of changing direction, and that, that's never good. Yeah, it's it's. Mm-hmm. It's a little concerning when when you start uh, Beyblading like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, they were just in Spain without the A, man. They were. Uh, I mean, all in all, for the 500, I mean, I think every 500 after what we saw in 2020 and kind of almost a 2021 uh, with that last lap wreck is a successful race. I mean... No, this was a very good 500, especially yeah. considering, like, how things have gone lately. I think this was a really solid 500. Yeah, they got a little, like, single file at times, but for the most part, the snake wasn't really there. They were able to draft well. It felt like good, like a good pack race. I mean, how often did we even see three-wide racing? You know, it wasn't, like, super crazy. It wasn't yeah. over the top. I didn't feel... For the most part, that anyone was in, besides you know the fact if anyone spun, I was worried they flipped. Like anyone was in super much like a lot of danger. It was it was a solid race with like a good finish. I mean, Austin Cedric yeah. and, and Ryan Blaney controlled the field. 
It was really good. It was great to see Bubba and, and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch with a broken car pushing <laughs> Bubba to the lead. And, and that was a great battle between JGR, well, Toyotas and Fords. So, yeah. I, you know, the only thing I'll say is, like, Brad Keselowski kind of drove like a douchebag and ruined a couple of these good runs. You know, it is what it is. He's, you know, he wants to complain about other people driving him like an asshole, and then he tries to kill a couple people. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I would say this race, in terms of, like, recently, reminded me of 2018. Um, That's funny. Someone like... said it reminded them of 2016, I think it was. I'm trying to think of the right year. 2016 was too clean. Uh, I thought it was going to be fuel mileage, which was going to be 2017. Yeah, I was hoping for it, to be honest. Um, I don't know. There were just, like, I don't think anything, like, super, like, like, it wasn't bad. I think it'll be one of those 500s that we look back on a couple of years and be like, oh, yeah, that was a good race. Like, 2018, good race. Uh, a new, a newer winner, you know, Austin Dillon then. Austin Cedric now did not mean to make an Austin comparison there. That's funny. Yeah, just um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, just no rain, finally, for the first time in three years. No COVID restrictions. It was phenomenal. So, overall, just, like, a solid, solid race. Yeah, I, I think that was a lot of fun, and on 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 it, I just yeah. looking back at it, I really was concerned that maybe this race might be a stinker. Maybe the cars won't work well in a pack. I was worried a lot of guys would be losing the pack, but they they may they managed to put on a good race, even with a couple cars like wrecking out. We still had a good pack at the end with with a solid opportunity. And I mean, the finish itself, you know, you, I I what was it? Centric was coming out of turn three or four. And I was just like, damn, he's got a pretty big gap. I don't even think Blaney's going to catch him. And then all of a sudden, Blaney got a huge push. And I'm really happy that they didn't wreck. Um, or they didn't wreck. They they wrecked. But, like, you know, the leaders didn't wreck coming to the checkered. As much as I would have loved to have seen um, Bubba win, I just didn't want another Newman situation. And I think, like, Blaney and Cindric gave each other enough room. But Blaney apparently lost power steering on those hits. So these cars... As tough as the composite bodies are, they are made of fucking wet tissue paper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he was all over the place on that coming to the checkered. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you, uh, when, when you break the car just by a little subtle hit. And it wasn't just him. Hamlin barely got hit in that um, backstretch crash. Car broke. Um, what was it? There was someone else who had like a dumb situation. I think Kurt Busch in that um, Tyler Reddick spin. He... He barely got hit, and the car got fucked up. But yet, yeah. Martin Truex goes nose into the wall and finishes in the top ten. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, and like the issue with flat tires. Like, if yeah. You... So tires became a little bit of an issue because we immediately on the first pit stop had the one concern we were really worried about with these tires falling off from the one lug nut. And uh, shouts out Kurt Busch not nailing that tire. Um, but yeah, that the tires are a little concerning on these cars. Yeah, I was. Very worried after that first stage. Not more so for, like, the flat tires aspect. We were like, oh, this is great. But the whole, like, literally tires falling off. Because if you think about it, one tire, or with only one lug nut, it should be easier to get on. But I, I guess in that way, it also leaves more room for error. Because if you don't get it tight, it's just going to fall off. Which we saw. What team was that? The the money team? It was it was it was Kaz, yeah. And yeah, that's and then, that's an that's a hefty penalty, by the way. So yeah. shouts out the return of Tony Uri Senior at last at thirty <laughs> laps. He gets ejected, I believe, for two weeks and they lose two crew members. Um, which I also don't think matters because I don't think that team was gonna show up to many races anyways. Yeah, but, um, and then Well, I never saw the explanation that Justin Haley, his wheel like yeah, no, that was the tire. It wasn't like the actual like wheel itself that came off. Yeah. It was just like the rubber from the tire, which I just don't understand how that happened. But these yeah. cars, so these tires don't have an inner liner. So like when they blow a tire, if they just stop momentum, they can't get going. And that's what happened with Bowman and Logano. Logano mm -hmm. twice. Um, the first time with Logano was the grass, and then he just got stuck on pit road, I guess, because he said an ambulance was coming by, and he had to stop, and the car just wouldn't get going again. He ended up pitting backwards, which Jeez. was great. I did not um, see that on the broadcast. Yeah, and Bowman lost four laps because he kept going after he had Harrison Burton, of all things, land on him. But mm -hmm. he lost a bunch of laps because he couldn't get going. He had to get pushed. So this is something in the future, especially if we see more self-spins, if the car cannot get going the driver has to immediately get help getting it pushed. Otherwise, they're just going to lose a couple laps, which, I mean, 
you know, adding penalty to the fact that you spun out, you shouldn't really, you know, be on the same lap, I guess, at that point. But it, it seems a little excessive to lose, like, three laps. Yeah, it's... Where did Bowman guess... finish? Because I think he got some of his laps back. Lagana was was mad at. He was yelling at NASCAR like we told him about this issue. They didn't listen, and now here well, we Lugano's are. Under- I understand the frustration, but yeah. Bowman finished three laps down in twenty fourth, and Logano finished in two laps down in twenty first. Yeah, looking at the top ten, I think that that's a career best finish for Chase Briscoe. Yeah, um, obviously career best finish for Austin Cinder. <laughs> Michael McDowell, yeah, <laughs> Michael McDowell once again. Uh, Solid top ten. Same with David Reagan. Basically, he was uh, having like issues all day. It felt like, and still got top ten. Shouts out Ty Dillon. He was kind of there at the end too. He was. He was. And both the Spider cars got top fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very important. Both Rick Ware cars got top twenty or top seventeen. Yeah, just um, yeah. you can just say top twenty at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. No, I mean, just. Very interesting way that this race ended. Eric Almirola in his final 500 gets a top five. So maybe he, he might have a decent season. He just pretends like he's there. So yeah. Either way, I mean, fun race. I like these cars. Still worry me. I, I'm, I'm very worried when we go to Atlanta. I will say that's, that's one of the tracks I'm super worried about with any spins. They're going to yeah. be going really fast there. Yeah. Anyways. I, I mean, aside from random... Part failures. Like I still don't know what happened to Daniel Suarez. He wasn't involved in a wreck. Oh, just... someone in my group chat mentioned um, what happened to Suarez. It was some kind of mechanical issue, I think. Okay. Um, D- didn't hear anything he still about finished it. He, yeah, he still finished one lap down in 18, so it wasn't bad. But he had like some kind of issue, I think, after the first stage. Oh, okay. um, one of the st- it might have been stage two actually. There was a point where you saw smoke on the backstretch, and you didn't know what it was from. It was apparently yes. from Suarez. Uh, okay. I yeah. Think okay. That's stage what it was. two ending. Maybe I know Chase Briscoe had a hell of a defense yeah. to stay on the. Uh, that was the, okay. Yeah, that was hilarious, and it was like kind of a dick move, but also worked perfectly. Oh yeah, I mean, that was great. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to restart at the tail end. Yeah, you don't want to fight through all that lap traffic, especially with like how many of them are broken, because that's an easy way to lose the pack. Yeah. Um, and he ended up finishing in third. So, you know, and speaking of losing the pack, I mean, Jacques Villeneuve, he only finished two laps down, but it felt like we were lapping him every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was 10 laps down. I saw, I saw something that first time he came to pit road. It was like, there is no better example of what he did was than showing his inexperience in a stock car, but also just mad skills Driving behind the wheel. Of, he, yeah. Spun it. I hope he shows up to more races. Right. Power slid and then kept going. I was like, you know what? Impressive. Good for him. I know the 27 will probably get like a dirt driver, but there would be nothing funnier to me than him showing up to dirt Bristol and giving that a shot. Cause he's never done That'd it be before. Awesome. <laughs> like I would love to, like he's a fucking wheel man. Put him out there. Oh, yeah. Anyways. All right. So speaking of some wheel men, we had a very interesting Xfinity race and, uh, had a couple of interesting incidents go on, including yeah. a scary, very, very, very scary crash uh, with Maya Snyder going into, of all places, the backstretch uh, catch fence. Something I don't yeah, think I've, we've, I don't, I don't, I don't think we've ever seen that at Daytona. If we have, I don't remember. Either Daytona or Talladega. I mean, you always see the catch fence crashes in the trial because that's you know the momentum carries them forward. Straight and then it curves. So backstretch. I mean, when that car got hit, like you saw the air just push it towards the fence, and I'm it like, was, uh-oh. It was something from like a, a like a racing dream I have. Yeah, you know, like that I was agree. like the most accurate way to put like a dream crash. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bubba least... Wallace and Michael Jordan were right there. Yeah, I know <laughs> there was like a pe- bunch of debris that landed in that area, including like mm-hmm. a piece of like Myatt's car legitimately landed in the grill of one of the RVs, which is crazy as fuck. Yeah, um, that's insane. I mean, dude, the, the video of that wreck, when the engine gets hit from the angle, mm-hmm. or like from like the side angle by uh, Matt Mills, like that engine just spinning with the fire on it is insane to me. Like he took, he hit the tire and the wheel a ton. Yeah, it was it was absolutely nutty. So thank goodness, though, Myatt was okay and able to walk away. It's a little shaken up, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just very, very grateful that he was able to at least, you know, sustain no injuries from it. 
But Hell, I'd um, be shaken up too if I got launched into the. It was a crazy team. last lap. AJ Allmendinger was pretty much like leading the field the entire time, and Austin Hill made an absolutely insane run to win the race. He said, "What a weekend for Austin's Austin Hill and Austin Cedric. We should have seen it coming." Do, do we have an Austin in the uh, the truck field? We had Austin Hill in the truck field also. Okay, Austin okay. Wayne Self. <laughs> Um, ah, yeah. I think he did. I think Austin Wayne Self got a top ten. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. I mean, Austin Hill. Congratulations once again. A rookie driver also winning, um, at Daytona. Yeah. I, I really think the parallels. We should have like known that Austin Cedric was going to win the 500 based off this, but dude, I'm be honest. After I saw Maya Turek, I completely forgot like what was going on in the race, yeah. and then I saw Austin Hill like celebrating, and then it didn't dawn on me till like five laps later. I was like, wait, AJ was definitely ahead. Yeah, like going going into that final lap, and it just completely slipped my mind. I was like, "Oh, okay, sure, Austin Hill, why not?" Austin Hill did get by him as the caution lights came out, just barely. I don't know how they scored it because I know that they used the previous scoring loop, but like going into turn three, Austin Hill was definitely ahead of him. Yeah. Um. Either way, though, I mean, good for Austin. Sucks for AJ. This is, I think, they mentioned it on the broadcast. The last two of the three Daytona <laughs> Xfinity races have been um. Last lap passes in each one on, was eight on AJ Allmendinger. I think this is his third, yeah. Yeah, so three out of the last four Daytona races have been last lap passes with AJ Allmendinger. Just, so I think AJ needs to not be the leader coming to the white flag. I think that's the only way that this could end his suffering. But I, he's yeah. a good sport about it. We, I love AJ Allmendinger. He's yeah, he's definitely he's a good personality. I will say yeah. about the extended areas, we do have to give a shout out to our our. Former podcast guest Ryan Vargas, top ten qualifying position. I know that was crazy, man. They really trimmed oh that car God. out for qualifying, and he was for the most part able to make it through the race pretty clean up until that last lap. That car looked absolutely not, not destroyed, just covered in dirt. It looked yeah. really rough at the end. Was that there, like but... engine oil, or how did that? What, what was that? Engine oil and dirt and, was and it? Okay. water. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it didn't look great, but I mean that at least it's not actual damage. But uh, say, yeah, hey, I mean he's still got watch... top twenty. A car wash is a lot cheaper than a, a new car, so yeah, for you sure. take what you can get at Daytona. Yeah, he, yeah, a couple, a couple interesting drivers getting top twenties. I mean, first of all, Truex, I completely forgot I was in the twenty six with Ryan Truex. Yeah. Um, JJ Yaley got a top twenty. I didn't even realize, like you know, um, Brandon Brown got a top ten and all that because he led. Um, how many laps did he lead? He led like twelve laps in the beginning of that race. He was he was doing a solid job out there. Um, an unsponsored car. Uh, Josh Balicki. God, top ten. I'm not gonna congratulate. Really? I'm not gonna congratulate Anthony Alfredo because he he, he pretty much <laughs> almost killed uh, Snyder. So yeah, we're, we're we're not congratulating. Congratulations on on not killing someone. Right. Here's your congratulations. I will say about Brandon Brown. I did text Heath throughout the race, and I was like, I I didn't know he was in. I thought the whole like LGBT yeah, so scandal. Um... I, I didn't know he was running this year. So he yeah he had um he had sponsorship and his sponsorship was um was uh, revoked by NASCAR. He like you know NASCAR just gets to pick and choose who they sponsor, which sometimes is good. Sometimes in situations really fucks over small teams. And as much as I'm not like you know we, we try and keep politics as far away from the podcast as possible, and I really just don't care about it. But if it it, it can make Brandon Brown money, you know. I want to see him continuing his career because I think he's a solid driver and just a bad car. I mean, they apparently were tradethechain.com, which is another blockchain Bitcoin Coinbase thing. Which, by the way, I, Kevin, do you understand any of that? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. So me and you are both like completely... We need to get... I have a buddy. He doesn't actually speak much, but um, he always talks in our group chat about like these because he was like the first person to do nba top shot when it was like nobody was doing it and he made okay. like a lot of money on that shit and he like understands all these coin things so he was telling us when the lgb coin came around it was like it was very blatantly a scam and you know that was another thing with it like nascar's like not good at picking these out because there was another one a kitty cat coin um, was on one of the bars. I think they're yeah, Joey like Gase, two. who almost fucking killed everyone on pit road, spinning yeah. at 140 miles an hour during one of the wrecks. Am I um, tripping? Is there a 35 car as well as a 53? 
Yeah, there was, and it's also but, spun out in the okay. Shane Lee. Shane Lee also by Kitty Cat. Both by Kitty Cat. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, which gotcha. apparently did not have a lot of people. Like there was like someone during the race traded like fifteen hundred dollars, and that was one of three people on like their blockchain website Checks. or something. So I was like, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, you got like a major sponsor here in a pretty yeah. big race, and no one even knows like what it is. Yeah. But crypto and all that makes no sense. We're not gonna talk about something we just you know don't understand. Yeah, we you know maybe we'll get someone on here that can try and sell us crypto. It's like F one years. Yeah, we're not going to talk about stuff we don't understand. Yeah, well, and now <laughs> we're the biggest F one fans yep. in the world. Let me tell you. Um. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I I think that the Xfinity race is pretty solid. Um, these cars always put on a good show. I just hate that. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were talking about this. Um, fucking, I'm so sick of these races ending in last lap crashes. Yeah, it's really funny because I mentioned that like in my buddy's video. I was just like. Why do we always have to have a like the big one on the last lap? Why don't we do it on like I don't know lap sixty three? And they all crashed on lap sixty three in the cup race. I was really concerned. <laughs> I um, will say, last thing about Xfinity, very proud of Landon Castle leading some laps out there. Really good mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shamey only finished in fourteenth because that last lap crash, but still, uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see him up in the front for sure most of the season. He'll he'll be a top ten competitor. I can't wait to see him in the playoffs. All right, um, let's move along to. The truck, right? Or do you want to go straight to Arca if we're going like chronologically? Dude, Arca's. I don't even want to talk about Arca. <laughs> I'll talk about Arca. Um, Arca breaks happen. It's time time, baby. Uh... It's time time. Um. Well, he's 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 a friend of mine. I've I've played video games with him. Okay. So, yeah, and he's it. Oh, shouts out. Um. What was it? Um. Shouts out my league. I'm in. Uh. Awful. We had uh two two race winners from Awful. This weekend, or two guys that run that. Okay, Corey Heim and I think was it Austin? No, oh, was it Zane Smith? Yeah, I don't know, maybe yeah. we had to. No, Zane Smith won the race. I don't know if he actually ran an awful though. Oh, okay. Either way though, Zane Smith, congratulations on. I don't know how to really describe the finish of this race, considering it should have finished the first, the first crash. And I, this is a tale of the rise and fall of the caution light guy. Like I don't know how else to put it. He he called the caution super early on that lap uh, ninety nine wreck, and then on the green white checker, just called it too early again. Yeah. I like I hate the one lap shootout. I know we we said that before, but that, that is so. We're talking about we're, ta- we're talking about truck, dude. We're talking about truck. I I'm still stuck on Arca. I'm I'm be honest. But I, oh, I don't okay. want to get it off my chest. But yes, for for trucks. None, nothing like a truck race ending early because of a battle for 20th place. Yeah. There's debris yeah. everywhere. I get it. But, they, you know, they had to be consistent with calling the caution early, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, I've seen a lot harder hits for them to not throw the caution at the end. That's fair. That That's yeah. that's extremely. I mean, Chase Elliott's in 2020. That would have saved Ryan Newman's head. Yeah. Like, Xfinity um, more than uh, <laughs> more than okay with them throwing that caution. Yeah, no, that was that was completely reasonable. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, two of the three races did technically finish under caution, so that's, yeah, that's tough. Um, but I mean, Zane Smith, congrats on first win with the new team. Um, you know, I keep forgetting that uh, the you know front row is a thing. Yeah, you got front row and Spire um, in trucks, which is really weird. I'm be honest, I didn't even know Zane. Like, this is how lost I was in the offseason. I guess I didn't know Zane Smith was changing teams and then for him to win and the, the all yellow love travel stop was pretty cool for that brand yeah. but back to back wins for that uh mm-hmm. Daytona yeah yeah was it the he was the McDowell's a 34 okay um yeah. yeah I just completely uh you know you sometimes forget these moves because GMS always them and Thor Sport love to just do musical chairs without telling you until about Literally. like February it's yeah. just like, oh yeah. By the way, we fired the entire team except for Matt Crafton. Yeah, good like, run also for uh, Parker Kligerman. Yeah, no top five yeah. for him. Top five for Tanner Gray, which I mean, good for him. He's he's really maturing. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Little got top ten. Time of Jeski in the sixty six. I hope to see the sixty six in more races uh, with Thor Sport. I don't think we will, but because uh, I mean that was the car that Menard was running a little bit last year too. Or truck, ah, I'm sorry, gotcha. Danny Bone. Um, you know, we got into the bone zone with the top bone ten. Matty uh, D starting off. Uh, did you hear Michael Waltrip's bold prediction? He said Matty D in the championship four in that car. 
Yeah, well, that's a pretty bold prediction considering without all those wrecks, Matty D was finishing in 25th without any uh, yeah. mention of his name. I completely forgot yeah. he was in there halfway through. But uh, yeah, still got top 10, top 10 nonetheless. Um, you know, and just a bunch of other junked trucks. Every owner loves super speedway racing when all their all their parts, just a million dollar wreck. The Kyle Busch shirt from Friday said it all. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. It was, it was, yep. I, I, I love it, man. Just it's just tough with uh um, you know you're just minding your own business back there just like oh, I'm gonna have a good race and then some dickhead just fucking On the- it's horrible. The, I mean, they they missed Harrison Burton's shot because of an on board with three to go in the stage while people are battling for the lead. Like, there's no like. I think uh, our our favorite slice of bread, Mr. Perez himself, was saying how like just ban live on board shots. And honestly, I agree. On board shots. Add there's only to the yeah. There's only two um on board. Or there's only like one onboard shot that ever needs to be done and that's the roof. The roof is the only one I like. And that only needs to be done in certain occasions. On super speedways, it doesn't need to be done at all because we need to be able to see everything that's going on, not just like one car battle because there's so much going on in a super speedway. They were doing a... uh... The drone cam also, like I was so, like I would have said my favorite moment of the weekend would have been when Austin Sindrick took out the drone cam. He was very close. (laughs) Um, I I need that thing gone, man. I'm so sick of it. And front stretch interviews, man. We we don't. I want the interviews in victory lane. Why do we have victory lane if we don't do the fucking interviews there? Like it's so great to like have like a Daytona 500 champion talk for the first time in victory lane, not with the awkward fucking front stretch interview. I'm so sick of it. It's if the Let's Go Brandon scandal thingy did not put an end to it, nothing will. I mean, it's literally dude, it's literally gonna take the cameraman getting hit. It is. That's no, that's what, dude. We need the camera. Like, I don't, well, we don't need the cameraman getting hit. We. <laughs> what's gonna really end it is either like another like you know let's go Brandon moment or like the fans not liking the winner and throwing a bunch of trash on mm-hmm. the uh, at the at the car like a 2005 Gordon moment at Talladega. Yeah. Well, like, if, that's if, what it will do. That's what it'll take. If Kyle Busch wrecks Chase Elliott for the lead with one to go at. Uh, who knows? Bristol Dirt, Martinsville. Yeah. Any, yeah, it doesn't any, really matter where. Track, yeah. I mean, that's a barrage of of beer cans flying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude, Martinsville. Yeah, no, you're 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 not doing that. Well, it doesn't matter because they have the front stretch, um, victory lane at Martinsville, so it really doesn't matter. True. True. So that's that, that that's a bad example, but either way, uh, yeah, I'm done with the front stretch interviews. Um, and we were very close last year with Bristol, but we ended up having um. The care center interviews. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, my favorite—I guess my actual favorite moment of the weekend—I mean, just watching watching some of these runs that like the Cup guys were getting, it really got me excited for like the remainder of the um, the Super Speedway races, especially like Talladega. Like, it made me feel like okay, like we can put on some good shows here. Like. Um, package seems to be running really well. The cars, yeah, you can't like push them into oblivion. Brad Kozlowski found that out, but I just loved the racing. It just made me really excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, so I you know. I agree. Great, a lot better of a, a race than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, yeah, very solid. Now we get to move on to Auto Club, potentially the final race of this Auto Club, depending on uh, how it does. Bold prediction: It ain't going to be the final race. <laughs> I mean, I think they're gonna just repave it now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Like, because they're just like, wait a minute, we don't need to tear. But the thing is, I heard is that they sold the parts of the land already. Oh. Um. So, but they they've already proven that they can just dig up a fucking football field and put on a show there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Um. All right. 
Let's uh let's let's talk Auto Club. Do we want to do our do picks it. right now or? I'm, I'm down. We can do I'm our down. picks and then yeah, get the picks from everyone else and post it online. Just a preview. Uh, yeah, first time there in two years because we didn't get to go there last year with COVID, and then. I'm curious to see what the speeds look like, considering now that we're having the literal littler spoiler six seventy horsepower. I mean, I don't think we're oh, expecting the the two fifteen to two twenty no, that we're no. having. Well, we're probably over two hundred. Uh, thinking high one nineties. I'm, I'm hoping to see two hundred. That'd be nice. But yeah, I'm oh. I'm looking forward to it. I always loved Auto Club. I mean, I think during the mid twenty tens, it was probably a top five. Top five race of the year, just with the, the multiple grooves, the finishes forever were insane. The, the 2013 race there is probably still my favorite NASCAR race of all time that I saw uh, on TV. I'm interested to see how the... So, obviously, I we, we were kind of surprised watching Daytona how iRacing actually got the Super Speedway package correct, where you're either out of the bubble or you're literally pushing and the bubble seemed to be faster because that was a thing that was happening in iRacing where it's like if you're in the bubble you're just fucking losing it um mm-hmm. so a, a thing with the next gen car in iRacing that i've noticed is when i race at chicago land in it it's a bumpy track piece. right it, it, yeah, yeah it's a bumpy track and in practice with cold tires getting like onto the track none of us could like do it like two laps because it was so bumpy you get into a bump the car just loses it. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to translate to real life with um, Auto Club, because it is a bumpy track. Take you over on the options, is what you're saying? I'm thinking that if, like, these guys in practice, like, because we're going to get practice this week, I hope, right? Like 30 minutes of it, but yeah. I'm thinking practice, these guys are going to be finding out really quickly how bad these cars are going to handle over, like, rocky surfaces, so... Okay. But we'll see. I mean, maybe, um, you know, maybe that was just, like, iRacing being over dramatic. Well, you know, that is a, always a thing that happens. It is a racing sim. We don't know what it's going to translate to in real life. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, if that is a thing where bumps on tracks are going to make the cars even more squirrely... We're going to be in for a caution-filled event, I will say, because there's going to be some inexperienced drivers that are just not going to know what the hell to do when the car is snapping. And it's like, they're going to be like, where's my side force? (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. gone. And we're going to see, maybe we see another blowover. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, (laughs) it's, It's going to be interesting watching these cars get out of turn, too. Because it's going to be fun with the, the a the tire wear on the, this track is yeah. going to be preposterous. Like get insert Larry Mack with the fucking cheese grater on the tire. Yeah. Um. Which oh man, I I think we forgot to mention it was great to see Larry Mack in the booth again. Um. Yeah. On Thursday we didn't mention mm-hmm. that that was that was awesome. Um. You know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with these drivers. So I think experience is going to pay out more than anything at like a track like this or another abrasive track on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Atlanta would have been one of those, but you know, we fixed that problem. Yeah. And this is going to be right. completely opposite what we see Michigan too. So that's yeah, I mean, more fun. Uh, you like Michigan? Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, Lately, no, just because it's been kind of you can't pass here. I don't know. I always like the run wherever of auto clubness. Yeah, no, I, I do like, I like that, that a lot. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into our picks? Yes, sir. Let's get into our picks. Um, Kevin. Um, let's see. You, I guess we both kind of had wild weekends. Well, most of mine crashed except for Chase Elliott, but my my favorite did finish higher than you, so I I think I should go first. Have at it, King. All right, so my dark horse, I want to take experience here, and um, you know, I want to try and get someone that you know isn't gonna just spin out on lap one. So I don't want to like grab anyone crazy. Let me see here. Like, I'm not gonna take a rookie. I'm not gonna take like fucking someone with no experience in in cup. So I'm gonna go with Dan. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm like looking for like a decent pick here, guys. Um, I mean, I want to say Chris Busher because he he's been in Cup longer than we think, and he's driven like, like he, I think this is seventh year. When did he get into the thirty seven? Twenty 
16. Oh, because he was in he was in front row for a year. Yeah, he was in front row for a year. Weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll take Chris Busher. I think that you know he has enough experience with like the old package, the new package, or the old new package, and then like you know he's he he seems to be a driver's driver. So I'll I'll, I'll take Busher. Okay. I'm gonna go. Let me know if I can do this. Um, kind of the opposite okay. of your strategy of a guy who does not have any cup experience there. Uh, at Auto Club. But a guy I think suits his driving style, Chase Briscoe. Sure. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you have it. I mean, yeah, he is top sixteen in points, but it is after Daytona, point, so it doesn't yeah. really so, matter. So is David Reagan. So yeah, yeah well, I don't <laughs> think Reagan's running anymore the season. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- I think Briscoe. I like it. Not not to win necessarily, but some good points. I don't expect another Austin Cedric, a guy in you know first ever. One of his first ever starts there is gonna tear up the field, but we'll see. Yeah, I I don't think that you know I don't. Yeah, he's run there in Xfinity. I don't know. I don't think he's won there though in Xfinity. It feels like a track that I think Kyle Busch normally wins at in Xfinity. That's probably why. yeah, literally. And we we don't <laughs> have to worry Koster about that this him. year. Cole Custer got him that one year, and I remember that being a big deal. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, it's weird that we have like Fontana now as the second race of the year. They they yeah. used to do this. I'm pretty sure. I like it. No, it's fine. It's a good track to go to after. Like, you know, I mean, we could rank the, the tracks that they used to go to after a second race. I, mean, I, I know where I'm putting uh, Daytona Road Course. Yeah. Um, My sleeper, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. I think that's a good pick, and I think Toyota does, like, you know, this is still a Toyota track, so give me Kurt Busch as my sleeper. He's got a couple wins here, too, so. I don't need to justify this guy because he's a champion. Yeah, my sleeper... I think this guy could win. I'm gonna be straight up. I'm gonna go Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I thought that too at Daytona, and then he running, fucking... running on the outside. I mean, I think RCR is gonna have a a better yeah. year. And I'm I curious. Think Red's a big part of it. I'm curious what their uh, what their intermediate package is gonna be like for them because that's always the make or break whether they're gonna make yeah. the playoffs or not. If it's if it's weak, it's it's it, it's like they're banking on a lucky win. If it's like they can get top tens and they're they're gonna be solidly in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my favorite. Um. Damn. I don't want to do this. No, I didn't pick him. I'll keep it. I'll keep it safe. Like, why the hell did I switch these up? God damn it. I put you. <laughs> I put. I put Kurt Busch on yours. Damn it. Hang on. Well, my favorite. I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch. I'm gonna, Ooh. I'm gonna, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is that's a safe pick because Kyle's yeah. won here a bunch of times. Yeah, so. that's fair. You know, but can I mean, I, are you going to steal go a pick? The even safer pick. Oh, is there was a safer pick? Is the other Kyle? Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. That's that's a pretty safe pick, Kevin. That's that's if, that's, if, a, that's a pretty safe pick. If you notice my trend, I'm going with the dirt track drivers at the. the oh yeah, well track. shit, dude. I'm, why don't you take Stenhouse <laughs> as your dark horse, you coward? Because Chase Briscoe better. Yeah, well, actually, next... maybe not in terms of raw talent, but equipment better. Yeah, who led laps at Daytona? Hmm. Who finished third at Daytona? Ratio. Oh my goodness, my I get notifications from BNO new news, and they are just going nuts about this Russia situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this podcast, uh, this, yeah, everyone say say. This episode might not make it out because of it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'll get the picks from Methy and all of them, and I'll post them to Twitter this week. But I mean, considering last week's picks, everyone kind of did shit. So you know, yeah, I, like your your favorite didn't do well. Eric did well with his. Lucky enough, Alex had Larson and Methy. God bless his soul. We're off to another Methy build season of negative points. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bubba at least did well, but um. Okay, yeah, so wanna round out the field here? Can we can we preview uh something that's going on this weekend first? Yeah, let's oh oh shit, that's who we were supposed to have on this week. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to text him? Uh fuck here, it. Okay, because of the impromptuness and last minute of us recording, I literally had like I went to bed last night at four because I didn't have work today. Um so, you know, I just kind of woke up and I said, Kevin, do you want to, uh, 
do do you want to record today? Because I'm off work, you're off school or whatever, and we kind of, you know, just pulled this one out of our ass and and went and did a Monday recording for once in our lives, so we can get this I know, episode. It feels out. good. It feels weird. No, it feels great. Feels great. Um, so unfortunately, because of that, um, I am very uh, sleep deprived. Over, I overslept. I guess is the better term for it. And um, I forgot to text our guest, who I said would be on the podcast, Phil Clark, our um F one guy. Or I'm sorry, IndyCar guy. That's how sleep deprived I am. I don't know what sport I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, next week we'll try and get Phil to talk about um IndyCar and St. Pete. But Kevin, are you gonna go to that race? I unfortunately have to work some Ooh. softball games up here. However, Tama, I will be watching. I will be following along, and I am so very excited for IndyCar to go back to my home turf, the seven two seven. Can't wait. I mean, I feel like. There is so much. I'm so excited for IndyCar this year, man. It's going to be yeah, so it's much gonna be fun. It's going to be a great season. Um, do we? I mean, I don't really want to preview it without Phil, to be honest, because there's a lot of changes that I don't know what happened. I will mm-hmm. say, this race has been dominated the last two times I've went by uh, whoever ends up winning it. I think the first time was Newgarden. Last year, Colton Herta pretty much led from start to finish, I yep. felt like. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me whoever sits on the pole, probably the favorite to win it, but you never know with turn one. Um, so I will put a book note in it. I think, though, that with the way that Andretti is trending, which we'll get into a little bit of the news with Andretti, I think that team is probably going to be on its P's and Q's this year. And Colton Herta, I want to say this is the year for him, but, you know, it's just because I really like Colton Herta. <laughs> you think he's I... only 21 now? Dude, it's when I saw him win at St. Pete last year, sitting that right next to you, I'm like, because I always make fun. I mean, I said it earlier with Cedric, like, wow, someone younger than you won a 500. But now it's like, I watch Colton Herta, a man younger than me, win an IndyCar race, and then might be going to F1, and it's just like, damn. I know. Um, he's He turns 22 this year, so I don't want to, like, cut out, like, Alex Pillow, but I really would love to see a three-way championship battle between Colton, Pato, and, and Newgarden. Because Newgarden, mm-hmm. like, people kind of slept on him last year because he had a bad start. But, man, man came out of the, like, second half of the season really gunning for a championship there and gave it his all. But um, yeah. I really think that, like, if Colton matures and doesn't overdrive the car too much, he can he can definitely get a championship this year. But we'll, we'll yeah, talk I'm, to Phil more about that. I'm just going through the list of drivers that, like, literally can compete with the championship. Hear me. Okay, it's I'll say so yes or good. Yes or no, if you think they can realistically win the championship. Yeah, sure. Colton Herta. Yes. Alexander Rossi. Absolutely. Roman Garjan. What's he in this year? I, I know he changed cars. Is he Penske or is he Ganassi? Ganassi. That's or, Andretti. Uh, okay. Andretti. Um, yeah, he replaced Ryan Hunter. No, I don't think he can compete for a championship. He can compete for wins, though. Okay. Uh, Pato. Yes. Rosenquist. No. <laughs> Okay, I, I agree. Sorry, uh, not to clown on on Felix, but Marcus Erickson. Yeah, I don't know why he was so good last year. He just puts himself in good positions, right? Like I want to say yeah. no, but like no, also, but he, dude, he won two yeah. races last year, just putting himself in a situation. Yeah. All right, Dixon. <laughs> Obviously, come on. No, Dixon's, Dixon's finishing in twelfth this year. This is the right. year that he finally. No, Dixon can easily win another championship. Hello. Yes. Jimmy Johnson? No. I mean, let's see how he does on the ovals. That's the biggest thing. Like, I want to see right. if he's going to pussyfoot it or if he's going to really go for it. Renus VK? Maybe. I, want, I don't know if that team's any good yeah, this year. Yeah, VCR. I mean, I, I skipped over to Kumasato. And yeah, no, he's probably. Because he's with Alkaline. Yeah, he switched. Um, like, I don't think they're bad. It's just, you know. I know, where are you seeing the drivers list, by the way? Are you on their website or? I went to Wikipedia and I'm just going down the okay, list. Um, yeah. Callum Ilot? No, I don't think Callum. Probably not. He's, yeah. Probably not. Okay, this this is the interesting one. The Meyer Shank boys, Helio and Simon. Dude, Elio is one of those people that, I mean, you never know, but Simon is interesting because Simon is not only a driver that can win races, but he's consistent. And Jack Harvey was in that 60 last year, if I recall correctly, and he was consistent. He was very consistent, and I'm not going to 
not to put Jack Harvey down, he's a fine driver, but Simon Pagano is an Indy 500 champion, a very veteran driver, and mm. also a, an IndyCar champion. Yeah. They could surprisingly be top five in the points all season, and it wouldn't shock me. That's what I'm saying. All right, Graham Rahal? No. Uh, Sorry. No. Fair. Christian Lungard, no. I'm looking at Jack Harvey, no. Okay, now, now get to the, the boys here. New Garden, obviously. Obviously. Scotty Mack, I, I want to say yes. I want to say yeah, but I don't I don't know, man. I need to see him win a race. Uh and then Will Power. I mean, Dude, you never I know mean, with Will you never know with Will Power. That's probably fifteen guys that we just said yes to that like if if you told at the end of the year, it's like it's like, oh, this guy won the championship, I'd be like, Yeah, I I can see that. You didn't, like you didn't Harrison, say Sage sure. I know what I didn't say. No, I know. You didn't um, say the drivers that aren't running all the races. But, like, it's just, it's so deep, man. I mean. You actually did forget the so one that is going to win the championship. Uh, who was who that? Yeah, our 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 good friend Dalton Kellett. Uh, my apologies. Yeah, Dalton uh, Kellett running all the races. AJ Foy Enterprises, thank you for showing up. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Kyle Kirkwood can do. I will say that. No, I mean, dude, they always put a rookie in there, and, you know, it's, it's we'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I'm more curious to see what Tati can do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a couple interesting rookies in the field. So, like, with Andretti, they got, I don't know, Devil and Dan, Dave Francesco? Dave yeah, Francesco? he, I don't know much about him. Bill um, mentioned him to me, that he's a pretty talented driver. So, we're going to see what he can do. David Malakas, Malukas. Malukas, yeah. Malukas, okay, yeah. Um, that's a name I don't really know. The only one I know, are, the only ones I know, are Christian Lungard and Callum Islet because of um, European open wheel racing. Mm-hmm. And I know Callum's a decent driver. I don't know what um, Hall, Junkos Hollinger Racing is because did they run last year? I think Junkos did in the five hundred. I don't know if they were full time. I think what no, because Callum Islet ran some races. Did okay, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they were full-time. I know they weren't full-time. The thing that scares me about Lucas, though, and I really don't know much about the guy, but just looking at his Indy Lights last year, only two podiums. Money. And to go from that to a full-time in IndyCar, like, scary. Yeah, I'm looking at this scary. right now. So he has a couple wins. What Are you talking about David Malukas? Uh, no, DiFrancesco. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, you said Malukas. Um, oh, I was bad. like, dude, my he bad. had seven wins last year in Indy Lights. What are you okay. talking about? <laughs> Dave yeah, Francesco, okay, uh... yeah, I'm looking right now. Okay, so he has experience with, like, F, with Formula 4, Formula 3, mm-hmm. Indy Pro 2000. He had two wins there. Indy Lights. Yeah, look, Malukas yeah, last year lit it up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's someone to keep an eye on. But, yeah, Dave Francesco, I don't Maybe Maybe it was Malukas that, that Phil was talking about to keep an eye on then. I got him mixed up again. Probably, but yeah, I mean the rookie battle should You'll be good. That. Yeah, no, Sorry, definitely. So. I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm gonna try and see if I'll, I'll I'll I think if I go to the race this weekend, it might be a last minute decision because I think tickets are like fifty dollars for the race if for the grandstand seats, and the sun always kicks my ass when I go. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, try and figure that one out. Uh because I want to get a good group, but. Either way, I'm. I can't believe that IndyCar just starts up so early. It feels so weird that we're starting in February, especially yeah. like St. Pete. This race should be in March, but I'm not going to complain. The only thing that really sucks is like the season ends so early, and I love IndyCar, and you get these huge gaps between races. I'm pretty sure That's this year. I don't mind the season ending early. Like in a perfect world, the season would end Labor Day weekend. Yeah, we don't get a race until March 20th. You don't have to like the last race of the season is the first Sunday of NFL football, and it's like, you're asking. <laughs> I mean, ratings are going to tank that, let's be real, compared to whatever, just natural. So if you end it, you get it before, like, the Darlington Southern 500, so you get the entire racing world to watch it, and there's really no competition. That, that'd that be phenomenal. Yeah, I wish, in a perfect world, IndyCar would be starting maybe a week later. Yeah. I just think February is such a weird... Time I wouldn't be able IndyCar to watch race. a week later, though, but that's just, like, that's a me problem. Not yeah. Really, you know. I, I do they have double headers this year? Yeah, they do. Okay, Just they have one double header at Iowa. One, yeah. yeah. Should really have two double headers. I'm gonna be real. We also run the Indy Road Course too much, in my opinion. But whatever. Um, That's fair. 
Look, I know that it's controversial to like this is a controversial take, but I think that we've like immense enough time since that horrible day in 2011. We could maybe finish the season at an oval again. Like they, I, think that... I, I guess rumor was um, they were going to go to Homestead and yeah, that's Texas. what I was going to mention. Homestead would be a great track because it's I think yeah. it's a little safer than yeah. um than Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, dude, even if we went to Homestead with the road course, like you know, obviously I said seven. I want to end it with an oval, but the road course is second at Homestead. You I know, mean, I'd be down to go the to the Roval. They need catch fence still in turn three at Charlotte, but besides that, I love the Roval, man. That was, one day we will get the Indy cars at the Roval, and someone's gonna absolutely get launched on those turtles. Um, <laughs> we got one car on his roof. Um, yeah. Very yeah. fun. I I agree with you on the Grosjean aspect of not maybe being a championship contender. I, I expect Grosjean to, to win a race. This Even season, the 28 car. That 28 car was always the fourth Andretti car. Yeah, but I think it'll be third this year because Di Francesco, and then yeah, he's, he's so good at these European-style tracks, like Indy, uh, Laguna Seca. Like, he, he got podiums on yeah. those, but then he just does not, at least last year, oh, did okay. not really show up on the street course races, which is no, why I I'm like, eh. I see what you're saying now, because I, I thought there were five Andretti cars this year. I mean, technically there is with Marco, but I mean, yeah. he's doing yeah. six races. Thanks for showing up, Marco. Um, I think he's just doing the 500. It says, uh, ra- oh, oh rounds. rounds. Okay, I thought yeah. it was like the amount of races he was doing. This is just, so yeah, he is just doing the 500. Mm-hmm. And then Montoya's with Aero McLaren. That's, when did that get announced? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. See how much I pay attention. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's round out the field officially here. Um. Okay. So. I I'm gonna say something controversial. I think because I I'm seeing mixed opinions on Twitter, but okay. I think that the Alpine car is uh gross. Which one? The the one that was officially announced. Was there <laughs> well, another well, one? But well, they have like two liveries. They're doing what? The, yeah. Did you see that? No, I, like, I only I only did the, the the BWT one. I think it looks awful. The the all pink one or the mostly blue? The mostly blue one with the pink yeah. on. Oh, the, the all like, pink one actually looks sick. I was gonna say, yeah, they're running that at Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, and then switching it up. When the hell did BWT switch to Alpine? They were always with fucking um, Force India. Racing. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. That that caught me off guard. I don't know. I I I do like the pink one. I don't like the blue and pink one. I just really think last year's scheme for Alpine was great, and I don't I don't know. Yeah, a lot they of were hyping it up. Coming out are interesting. They were hyping it up as like a Blade Runner esque in terms of like aesthetic, and to see what it is. Like it's not a bad paint scheme, but I'm like, eh. I'm glad that it's not because I thought the Williams this year was pretty similar to the Alpine last year. So I'm glad the two are a little bit distinguishable now. I'm I'm definitely yeah that's fair I'm definitely uh I'm I'm getting some kind of like hubba bubba vibes I don't know how else to explain it getting some bubblegum vibes from the car yeah I uh people already call them the bubblegum bros on bubblegum bros that's perfect yeah that is oh man yeah I don't um, think that's a controversial opinion I mean I've heard worse it's it's definitely not the best paint scheme I don't think it's the worst it's kind of it's there really? I think it's like mclaren-esque yeah mclaren i i'm not i'm not like against mclaren's scheme at all i think it's great to be honest but i know some people aren't fans and, and i get that but yeah. personally i think it was great um the mercedes one just once again on point awesome glad they're going back to silver to be honest um mm-hmm. it it's it's a good scheme and it's gonna be tough for me personally, watching that scheme on the po- or like you know on top step of the podium every single week, but it is what it is because I um, I mean Lewis is on the revenge tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, what else we should got? we get? Honestly, potentially the biggest news and like as much as I can remember about the whole speaking of Andretti earlier, yeah, the. The entry to F one, 
So I have known for a while that um, this like rumor was circling, but I also knew for a while about like the entry fee. And I don't know, did you know about the entry fee I, in I the did. one? I yeah, did, so yeah. it's I've always thought it was completely excessive. I understand why teams and like the FI implemented it because they don't want to like you know have more people to compete against. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're moving along with this. I know they're hoping for a gain bridge. Um, sponsorship like to help move this but man uh, how crazy will it be that like age 24 um colton herta has the potential to be like in f1 right away without having to do any of like the like this is like the old way like it reminds me of the days of cart when you had guys like christiana damata yeah smash and board a come on over to formula one because they were so talented in american open wheel I mean, he dominated the last two races of last year. He won St. Pete. Probably should have won Nashville. Um, yeah, yeah, I overdrove so it. That, that's four races. I mean, he's, he's always up there on the oval races. I mean, he's just a damn good driver. And for oh, him, he's, he's an amazing so road course driver, yeah. And this yeah, he's, also he's only going to get better. This also brings an opportunity to, like, you know, get Rossi maybe back in an F1 car. I don't think they would, but... I don't think they will. I mean, I think that now you have, like, the extremely talented, like, person with, um... Uh, what is it? Uh, Herta. And the fact of the matter is, F1 is only growing in popularity more and more every year because mm-hmm. of Drive to Survive, which, I mean, I, I know you're excited. That's coming up season real soon. Season 3, March, or Season 4, March 11th. I can't wait. Um, So, it's just, like... For Colton Herta, like this is the world is opening up for him, and it's going to be a post Hamilton world when he gets into the F one too, probably. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm excited. To see, I hope that they, we get 22 teams. Something tells me though that by the time we get to 2024, Haas is going to be like, "Yeah, we're done. Yeah, shut down. We have no more money." Literally, if they like, I I feel like Andretti. Before they, you know, cash a check to the FIA, it's like kind of wait to see because the earliest they could enter, I think, is twenty twenty four. So if if Haas, yeah. if Haas shits the bed this year, just and Jetty goes to Gene Haas, just like, hey, let's let's save us some money. You can sell the team, I get a team because like if Haas hypothetically if they get another zero points, there's no way. Gene's yeah. Oh, gonna God. Stick around. yeah. Gene's Gene's over this shit probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would keep Gunter though, just because I love Gunter. Um. Mm-hmm. What is it? So I always thought that, like, yeah, it would probably be like Andretti getting into the sport through Haas leaving. But I did see an opportunity for a like a, a 11th team to join F1. And it's the fact of the matter is that a lot of Middle Eastern backing has gone into the FIA lately. And that's why we've been seeing mm-hmm. more tracks. And I wouldn't be surprised to see like a, like a Middle Eastern team potentially join F1, especially one that you know has a lot of the backing either through like you know the cities, the oil, whatever it it, it may be. Because and they have money, they obviously have a lot of money. Like you've seen how beautiful like that Saudi Arabian track was when yeah. it like you know he wasn't even finished and it still like looked great. So they have the money to put on these shows and the. <clears throat> to fund these drivers and teams, why not just have your own team? Like $250 million should be a drop in the bank or like yeah. a penny in the bank, really. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it switches like that by 2024. I would like to see an 11th team, regardless of who ends up joining. Um, I really don't care. I just want more competition in F1 because I'm a lunatic. Uh, oh, it's, it's crazy when we say 2024, it's only two years away. Yeah, it's not that far, but we still got like we still got to see how this new F1 car even works. You know, yeah, I I haven't seen much video. Like they haven't done the testing at Bahrain yet, right? Uh, no. So I I think they have their first testing. It's behind closed doors, but at Barcelona, uh, I know that. Week. But then uh-huh. yeah, Bahrain is the same weekend uh, as Drive to Survive, so week before the Bahrain Grand Prix. I'm excited to. Uh... To see some of those bad boys on track is going to be really beautiful, mm-hmm. and they are they they have the um, what is it the the driver cap this year? Uh, salary cap, cap. salary yeah. cap, yeah. So that's going to be very intriguing to see if anyone's really going to push the limits. Uh, go over the luxury tag. Um, let's see here. Oh wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Racing Reference now added um, or Jayski added team rosters. Oh, nice. Yeah, now we can see everyone who works on the, on the team. That's cool. 
Oh, Random yeah, shouts Sunday, out of Sunday will be a fun day because we got IndyCar at noon, and then mm-hmm. as soon as that ends, Auto Club. So enjoy. Yeah, I'll try and beat traffic. Your, your ass on the couch. Hopefully, you can go and then catch uh, the start of Auto yeah, Club. I, and... You did like last year and just go to um, Ferg. What, Ferg's. Yeah. yeah, Ferg's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna be real. Central's closer than Ferg's. So yeah. It, hey, if, it, if, if Logano doesn't flip on the bus ride, is it really a true racing experience? I don't know, man. That's the <laughs> only way I'd be able to appreciate it. Right. Um, I don't really have anything else. I can look on the subreddit real quick. There's really just nothing else to talk about. Um, scheduled for Auto Club. So this, so we got practice and qualifying for Xfinity. Um, that's on Saturday, and then practice for Cup and qualifying. Is after that with the Xfinity race at five o'clock. Jesus Christ, they're, they're starting late on Saturday. Um, and then at three thirty, yeah, you're not kidding. We get Cup Series at Auto Club, potentially the last one ever. <laughs> My computer's making weird noises. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's I'm, I'm so excited for this weekend. That uh, IndyCar this year is going to be a banger. More races than ever live on NBC. And the start times are, are pretty smart, too. I think there's only one race. I think it's like Michigan and Nashville that they start at the same time. But the other ones, like whether it be before or after NASCAR, like the start times blend right into each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure, for sure. It's yeah. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, especially if you have two TVs. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Um, All make right. sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at LTL and Podcast. Kevin's been doing a good job keeping up with the Instagram. I um just post memes there now. Um, what else we got? Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Pandora. You know, Napster, whatever you listen to the podcast on. Um, but yeah, until next time, I have been Anthony and I have been Kevin. Talk, see you guys next week. Bye.